Welcome to Unscripted, your weekly podcast featuring Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie, where they talk about all things promotional, marketing, and branding. As always, it's brought to you by Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to the post-PPAI Expo episode of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, is my good pal, good time player man, Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I am I'm doing great, man. It's good to be back from PPAI. Uh, I think you and I have talked. I've got a little bit of the Vegas cough. Uh, left over from the event, but not as I, I think I fared better than some of our other uh, friends from from PPAI the show. So I can't complain, my friend. I'm I'm excited to get back after it. I agree. I've got a little bit of the sniffles, a little bit of a cough, but I'm not sick. At least that's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> and I'm a firm believer if I keep telling myself, then at some point I'll actually believe it. Yeah. So, and you know what uh, I found really interesting at the the expo real quick before we get started, Kirby? Yeah. I don't know if you had a chance to stop by Bay State's booth, but uh, Wow. Right. Was I blown away by the variety of products that they have? It's not, as some people think, it's not just skyscrapers. No. It, it's really not. I mean, and they have their new 2017 catalog. It's available. 19 new products. And it's in all their categories, technology, housewares, health care, and writing instruments. So if you didn't have a chance to stop by their terrific booth, at the PPI Expo, I certainly encourage you to get out your portable Google machine as you're listening to this podcast and go to baystate.com so you can see all the new products that, uh, frankly, they made my promo pants go crazy. That's how excited <laughs> I was. That's pretty excited, buddy. That's that's impressive. It, it is exciting. And, and also, actually, before we get rolling here, and I know okay. you've got a couple topics I do as well, sure. I do want to put a call out to all of our listeners we desperately want to re-record that intro. Um, that's an intro we recorded right when we first started this thing. It's it's if I'm sure everybody knows this anyway, but it's me doing my cheesy radio voice. I'd really, I think Kirby, would you agree? We need someone to redo that. Yeah, I, I think you know you you and I have sort of talked about it, and I think it, you know since I can't seem to get James Earl Jones on the phone, I thought someone with in the promo world with some gravitas that would be pretty sweet. Well, if, I agree, and if you are interested, you can email Kirby at Kirby at com, or you can email me, Bill, at BrandOfateMarketing.com, and uh, we'll sift through the uh, – tell us why you want to do it and what you'd say. Yeah, I like that. And, like and we'll evaluate uh, both people who email and figure <laughs> out the best one from there. So, Kirby, as I thank you, as always, for having the courage to do this podcast with me, do you want to start us off with a topic? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, so it was interesting. Um, while you and I were out there um, at PPAI, um, obviously much of the industry was well represented out there. Um, but business has to go on, I think. And I say that to say, you know, there were people back in my office who didn't make the trek out to Vegas. And um, then I actually came back on Wednesday while the show was actually still going on. Um, and uh, 
more than one supplier where our company reached out to them and their response, we were like, hey, how's this order coming? Hey, what's this? What's going on with this? Or, hey, we need a quote. The, the response was, well, every single person who can do anything about that is in Vegas. And, Interesting. And so we can't do anything until the Vegas show's over. And so um, we kind of chuckled and, and moved on. But I, I, I was – I guess I was surprised. And not like I say, not just one. More than one where you're like, okay, I get it. You need to go get new business. But it feels like the orders that are in-house still matter too. And so the idea that no one left behind could take care of anything was – a little bit mind blowing to me, and so I was just curious to get your take on that, and to say, you know, hey, is this normal practice, or, um, you know, because so, or, or maybe I'm way off base. What do you think? You know, I think it's I think it depends on the the supplier, right? There's a lot of suppliers who are smaller businesses, sure. and as such, they maybe have a three or four people actually in the organization, mm-hmm. and maybe all three or four of those people are at the show. It does seem odd. Um, that they don't have some sort of, I don't want to say backup plan, that's a little harsh, Um, but they don't have some sort of systems in place to uh, get back to people who do need, you know, orders processed and so on and so forth. Yeah. I I don't know. I I don't, you know, I don't, how's that for a a mind-blowing answer? I don't know. Yeah. Because, you know, my my expo experience is different, right? Because as of today, I'm a service provider. Right. And I provide services to suppliers and distributors. So every one of my clients was out there. Sure. So my email screeched to a grinding halt. Right. I got almost no emails last week, and it was delicious. I have to be <laughs> honest with you. It was nothing short of fabulous. Yeah, I bet. Well, it was, it was so, interesting. And again, I, I, I tend to be pretty understanding from, you know, from that way. But it was I, – I was, you know, if, if it would have happened with one supplier, you're like, okay, I get it. But it was it was multiple. So maybe this is a question for the audience. I mean, I'd be curious to hear if this is just normal practice. Maybe, you know, that's part of the deal. But it, it seemed odd to me. My guess is it's normal practice in the fact that they need maybe all, all hands on deck in Vegas because sure. it is such a, uh, a large show and, and so well attended by the industry. So perhaps that's why. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, you got a topic? So yeah, I wanted to touch on a couple things. I know you had a, a difficult time getting home from Vegas. <laughs> I believe story. your magic. You like that? Yeah. I believe your magical mystery tour lasted approximately 19 hours, rough give or take. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people had some travel issues. I had a hard time, as we documented last week in our live episode. I had a hard time getting there, and my bags had even a harder time <laughs> getting there. But as you are now removed. A little bit from the annual stench of Las Vegas, and it is a stench. Yeah, sure. um, I'm going to ask you a couple things, and I'm going to give you a chance to think about it while I answer my own question. Because you don't know what I'm asking, and so I don't want to blindside you, which means I'm going to blindside you, but I'm going to give you about a minute and a half to figure out your answer. So I want to know what your top three memories were of the okay. show. So as you look back at the show last week, your top three memories. And then the number one lesson you took away. And so I'm going to answer that while you kind of half listen to me and half formulate your answer. <laughs> um, so top three memories for me, and these are in no particular order. Um, and then this may sound a little self-serving. I certainly don't mean it to, but the Oreg Audio booth. And I do work with Oreg Audio. Uh, they're one of my clients. But their booth, nothing short of spect- spectacular. It was a booth 
inside a booth and they had a bouncer out there and you had to be on the list to go in the inner booth. It was a really creative approach. And every time I went by their booth, three to four people deep, and it was a fully square booth. So it was a full 360 degrees. Um, and it was three to four to five people deep. It was truly incredible. So that, I think the creativity that suppliers like Origadio bring to the table, um, just fantastic. So that, that was number one. Number two, the education sessions, um, especially the one you and I gave on Wednesday. And again, I don't mean this to sound self-serving, but anybody who does any sort of public speaking or education like that, you never know how those things are going to go. And we had a group of probably 95 people-ish. I'm, I'm terrible at guessing that, but let's yeah. say just slightly under 100. And it was one of – you were on fire. I was I was doing pretty well. We were both on point, and the audience was so engaged. They yeah. completely got what we were presenting. And – you know, we could have had that. That session could have lasted an hour and a half easily yeah. because of the engagement. And so, I, I love that that was the last education session that I did, and, and and obviously honored to do it with you. We we hit the nail on the head, knocked it out of the park, whatever, whatever you want to put on. It. So that I'm sorry, touchdown. Touchdown. <laughs> and then number three memory is I never once set foot in eye candy. And I don't know if I've ever successfully gone to the PPAI Expo in Las Vegas and not walked into eye candy. And I think that's a victory. Oh, that's a, that's huge, a huge victory. victory. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> so those are my three faint memories I think about, about last week. The one lesson that I did learn, um, and I'm going to expand on this at a, at a time of my choosing, that's right. That's called packaging in the radio business, people. But it's the importance of making sure that people's perception of you and who you are and the value you bring to the table is completely in alignment with the reality of you. And that really struck me last week as I walked the show. And so I don't we, – we can get into it if you want to push. Um, but that that's a lesson I learned is making sure that people's – perception of you is aligned with the reality of you well i guess i am going to push a little i, I have my answer prepared so i'm not delaying but i i, I i'd like for you to explain because i i'm not sure what you mean okay so i think over the past couple of years i have done and i say this not jokingly, but I do say this with some humility. I think I've done a very good job of building my brand in the industry, building the brand of Brandivate in the industry. Mm-hmm. I but I think, and, and you know, the, the amount of people that came up to me that I don't really know, I don't even interact with on a social level from a social media perspective, was very big over the past week, and, and it's very nice, and I really appreciate it. But. I think, and I actually did a little test. If if I ask people what I'm known for in the industry, what my expertise is, they will tell you that you write a blog, or Bill, you write a blog, and you do a lot of education and public speaking. And that's only really a part of what I do. And I think people, unfortunately, and and I blame me, Mm. I blame me, I have not I put the perception out there that that's what I do. I'm a speaker, I'm an educator, and I'm a writer. When I I don't think I've done a very good job of putting the fact that I've got some pretty serious sales and marketing chops to back that up, sure. that I've worked with larger organizations, that I've delivered um, tangible value that I can point to. And so I don't think that people's perception of me is directly aligned with the reality of me, and I, I think that's a challenge I need to 
face. So here's that's I'm being very vulnerable here. I'm sharing yeah. that with everybody, but it's something that uh, is important to me. No, it's a, it's a, okay. That makes sense to me, um, and I appreciate you expanding upon it because, uh, yeah, no, I think that uh, that's something that people do need to know about you. So that's a good one, man. That's a good one. All right. So, so what are your top three memories of Las Vegas, Nevada last week in PPI Expo? Yeah. So I, I guess I'll start with saying I really thought that the expo was good this year, um, both from both sides. Um, I really enjoyed hearing from suppliers. It sounded like the booths were well attended, the show was well attended, and so that's it. it I don't know. I, I, that's always encouraging to me. If people are going to spend that much time and energy, it's good to see that the results are there. Um, you know, favorite memories. Uh, I really enjoyed SKUCon. I, I expected to, and I did. That's a great environment. It's the conference before the conference. Um, SKUCon yeah, is the it, conference it, for There, there the is no better way to set the table than SKUCon. There yeah. really isn't for the week. You're right. Yeah, the, the, the folks at Common SKU do a great job. And um, that's, I mean, honestly, I, I, that is no, you know, kind of can't miss event for me no matter when it is. And so that's. They just—it's a lot of really smart people in a room, and I always enjoy that. Um, I, I always enjoy the PK uh, Promo Kitchen Mixer. Um, it's actually kind of a similar vibe to me because it's progressive thinking people all in one place, kind of networking and talking about how to make the industry better. Um, and so that's that was really fun. Um, and then uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the the pronunciation of this, uh, but eating at Foga de Chow. Am I pronouncing that right? Yep, you are. Okay, so that was an amazing uh, um, eating experience for me, and uh, I appreciate you um, kind of taking me there. I'd never been, and so it was that was that was really really cool. And so you can probably explain the the, the you know the steakhouse and the you know the experience it's, better than I can. But it was pretty. It's awesome. it's a uh, Brazilian meat festival where people <laughs> walk around. You have a little card on your table, and green means bring me more meat. Red bring, set means don't bring me any more meat. And they walk around with meat on little swords and just carve it off for you. And it's everything from steak to chicken to pork to – and sometimes they have a lot of wild game. I think we had some boar. I think there was some rabbit involved. But it's just – it's a good place if you're looking to get the meat sweats. <laughs> it was, it, that was pretty awesome. That was a cool experience. It was. And then uh, – Overall lesson, um, actually the thing that probably made me think the most um, from the whole week was one of the first sessions. Um, I think it's Saul Colt. Um, it talked about how if you want to make your clients, you know, you want to create a promotion that's memorable, you need to make people either uh, laugh, think, or cry. And a good idea is two of the three. Um, and I, so really to be honest with you, it's like um, I left there going – you know what? I need to start asking different questions. And I think we've done an okay job at, at Hosman Marketing. But again, one of the things about going to the PPAI is you are around so many smart people that I do get a little bit of, gosh, uh, people are doing a better job about that than I am. And so I just come back kind of renewed that I need to get after it again. And so just by saying, look, not just um, being awesome at uh, delivering the promotional product campaign that they want, but to figure out a way that you can help them implement that in a way that makes their customers laugh, think, or cry. 
you know, that's great. And I think he, I think Saul spoke at uh, SKUCon. Yep. Unfortunately, I had to miss that session because I had some responsibilities because I'm on the rack board in, in that morning. So you, you have told me in no uncertain terms how impactful that yeah. talk was. So that that's great. Thank you so much for sharing. So Kirby, do you have a another topic that we should slice dice and maybe even Julianne? <laughs> slice dice and Julianne. I like it. I have a question for you. Um, what I guess I'm something I think about myself all the time. I'm very competitive. What? Um, <laughs> I know. That's that's not the Kirby Hossaman I know. Yeah. And, and and I was thinking about this this morning. Are you? Are you competitive? Because I, I, always, I always joke. I actually say the joke. Like if we are on a treadmill beside each other um, and, you know, running on a treadmill, the answer is yes. We are racing. Mm-hmm. No, I, I am competitive. I don't like to lose. Um, it, it bothers me to lose. It eats me up to lose. So I'm not, I'm not hyper competitive. Like I'm not going to sit there and play monopoly with my kids and flip the table because I didn't get boardwalk. Um, because I know people like that, yeah, sure. I, but, but I am competitive. And when I, when I put my, especially when I put my heart into something. Yeah. So I, for me, it's defined by how much I care going in. So for example, um, I, I, we, we, I did four education sessions last week. One of two of them with you, mm-hmm. three of them with you. Gosh, I came three of them with you, but I want to make sure the ones that we did for expo where we actually get graded and we get the scores returned to us. I'll be pissed off if they're not all three in the top 20 mm. and that's important to me. Yeah. That's hugely important to me when I go after a client. Yeah. I want to get that client. I want to land that client. So I'm, I'm very competitive when um, I'm all in and I don't mean that like I'm not all in on everything. Um, but I mean, like, when, like I said, with my kids, I'm not going to, you know, score 14 goals on a five-year-old kid and go, <laughs> man, you suck. <laughs> No, that's fair. That's fair. I was just curious. That's something yeah. we've never talked about. So, and again, no, I'm, I think most people know I'm competitive. So it's I'm I'm competitive, but not hyper competitive. I I I like to think I know when it's right to be competitive, and when it's okay not to be competitive. I mean, there are sometimes where it's so important for somebody to win, and that victory is not as significant for me. So, I mean, it's not about trying my not trying my hardest. I always try my hardest, but you know, that's fair. Cool. All right, you got you got another one. I've got a last one, and, and this may be our last one. You may have another one time. So sometimes we are our own worst enemy. In fact, I think most times, all of us, we're either our own worst critic, our own worst enemy. We get in our own way. What is this, when when you find yourself getting in your own way or being your own worst enemy? And maybe you have an example, maybe you don't. But how do you move past that? How do you push past that that inner person who it might be self doubt, it might be um, you overanalyze something? Not sure. So I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Yeah. So I would say over the last um, last six months, I actually have had another friend of mine tell me that I've been overthinking stuff. He said he gave me a compliment. Really, he said that um, my first uh, impression or my first inclination is generally right, but that I'm thinking through all the details of it and then I end up back to where I started in the first place. Um, and so, you know, I think that's 
you know, when you're running one business and, and as you know, I'm running a couple, um, that is becoming cumbersome. I'm getting in my own way because I need to make faster decisions. For me, mm-hmm. it's about being, um, self-aware. Like, okay. like, in other words, like I've come to the, the conclusion that, you know, I need to, um, make those decisions faster. And in essentially I need to puff up my chest and be more confident. Um, mm-hmm. and that sounds, you know, I think people who know me say, well, you know, you're already <laughs> pretty confident. Um, and that's true, but I think that that's part of what makes me able to just make those quicker decisions. And so that's a way that sometimes I get in my own way. And that for me, it's about self-awareness and, and recognizing it so that I can make the adjustment. Good answer. Yeah, I, I uh, can relate to that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a, outwardly, I'm very, very confident. And um, I think that people would say that, hey, Bill's a pretty confident dude. Inside, there's a five-year-old kid in me saying, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, and doggone it, people don't like you. No, I'm just kidding, that part, last part, just had to go down that road. But, you know, um, I, I think I even said this in our session, I, I you know, self-doubt is my biggest enemy. Yeah. self-doubt and that can paralyze me at times sure. and I'm a huge believer that I don't care who you are and you know you look at some of our incredible speakers in our industry or just even look at famous people in general and and I'm convinced every time and I'll use and look I can draw any sort of business analogy back to Van Halen and I will absolutely <laughs> do that at the time of my choosing which is right now I am convinced every time that David or uh, Eddie Van Halen walks out on stage, that moment before he walks out there, he thinks, "Is is this the day that they figure me out for the fraud that I am?" Mm. You know, and so I think you know when I do the, the speaking in public and all that, that five minutes, a couple minutes right before I go on, I don't really want to talk to anybody because mm-hmm. I, I, that's where I have the self doubt or any time. Um, I'm, I'm embarking on something new that's a little bit dangerous for me or outside of my comfort zone. Uh, I, I do, I've done a good job over the last couple, three, four years of really saying, hey, self-doubt, screw you. I'm, I'm pushing forward, but I can point to numerous times in my life where I've allowed that self-doubt to, I don't want to say cripple me, but certainly uh, cause some uh, paralysis in, in oh, me yeah. moving forward. So for me, it's always about pushing forward past that little inner voice that says, you know, you're not good enough. Yeah, no, I, yeah, we talk a lot about this. I I think we've all got that voice. And I think that the people who, um, you know, create content, succeed, are are willing to ignore it or, and and, because it doesn't go away. Um, but just, no. a, and I think that recognition is helpful. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, and, that I think so. and, and, and the important thing is you push past it, right? We can all, you know, anybody who has that, uh, how do I put this? Anybody who has that real false sense of confidence and you know, people who are full of shit, they're so full of confidence, you know, that inside they're crying like a little baby and, yeah. and, and that's not mocking anybody. Um, but I think I think it's important to kind of acknowledge that, and it, it's like what I said earlier. You know, uh, when when we decided to do this podcast, um, I, I told you I was going to be extremely open. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. that you're not, not that you're not, yeah. but that was my decision. And so, you know, sharing things like today, even hey, you know, I'm concerned that people's perception of me is not accurate into the reality. Sure. That's a concern of mine, and that's, I mean, I we've all had moments like that. But for me to share that, 
it's not brave, yeah. but it helps me formulate my plan of how I'm going to change it. Because if I just sit on it, it's going to eat me up inside. And I think a lot of people allow that stuff to happen because they, they don't have someone they can share it with or they don't have an outlet that they can uh, put it out there. Yeah, it's really good. And I appreciate your candor. And so, um, yeah, it's, again, this is our little uh, therapy session here on Unscripted. It, it, it is. <laughs> Deep Thoughts <laughs> by right. Kirby Hossman. Well, cool, man. This has been fun. Are we out of time? I think we're out of time. Yeah, we're about, we're about that time. So, um, But you know somebody that's not out of something, and that's Bay State that's with their right. new 2017 catalogs. They are not out of those yet, Kirby. So Absolutely. I don't know if you've gotten your grubby little Kashokton hands on any, I but have. I highly suggest you do. You've got some great salespeople there at Hossman Marketing. And Jeff Wickerham, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Jeff Wickerham, you need to be holding right now in your hand a new 2017 catalog from Bay State with 19, that's right, 19 new products to sell to your clients. So I love it, make man. sure you get your hands on that. And uh, if you can't have a physical one, go to baystate.com and, and they can show you everything there. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great catalog, uh, as you said, great uh, booth. And at the end of the day, some really nice people. And so um, I appreciate them kind of going along with us on this ride and so it's pretty cool they are it was great seeing joel in in summer and all the group over there who've been so supportive of us in this podcast so that was cool and speaking of our podcast kirby three weeks from now we're going to be doing yet another live edition of unscripted because you are coming down to the promotional products association of the mid-south or pams as i'll just call it you're coming down to help me do education for our winter showcase uh, here in Nashville. So I'm really looking forward to that. So we will we will put out some information on that in the coming weeks. But uh, we will be doing another another podcast. Awesome. And that, that was really fun this time. So I'm looking forward to it, buddy. It really was. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to consume alcohol during this, this live version. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make it work. But uh, as always, Kirby, great to do this with you. Thanks for taking the time. And as always... Thank you for having the courage to do this podcast. Thanks, man. Have a great day. Once again, thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, brought to you by the good people at Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals.